Welcome back to the Hidden Healing Podcast, where we talk about the healing that you have to do even after you've gone through therapy. This healing that I'm talking about is um, a lot about tying into our body. Uh, Maybe that's something we don't quite learn how to do in therapy, how to be present in our own bodies, how to have our mind and body connected. And I think that's one of the big things that we do here in regards to all of the different things that we go through. So if you're triggered in any way, um, staying in your body and feeling the emotion for the 90 minute, 90 second, sorry, 90 second cycle, um, for that emotion to pass, um, when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with anything that comes up for you, you need to be in the experience. And that is where, um, even if we have healed from the trauma, even if we have realized that the way we grew up or the things that happened to us weren't our fault as children, what is in our life right now is what we have created. And therefore, we are fully responsible for that. Um, okay, that's the soapbox spiel for right now. I want to talk about uh, this November challenge that I've been doing. It's a 30-day challenge in November to post, uh, it's National Post a Podcast Month. And for each day of the month, you post a podcast episode. I thought it was such a cool idea. I think I shared it before to do a separate podcast that could be more easy for me because I wasn't going to edit it and I wasn't going to overthink it. Well, welcome to my life of overthinking, right? (laughs) I was talking with one of my great friends, Carla and Yvonne and they kind of gave me the wisdom and why I would want this to be together, especially since the topic is together. And I really agreed with them. So I'm moving it over here. Meanwhile, I want to give an overview of what the money mastery um, and CPTSD turned out to be like. I really want to shout out to Barry Tesler, who um, does somatic healing regarding money and has a one-year program that you can join. It's really interesting for me because um, I was super excited about that. Now, if you remember back when this all happened, I had a repressed memory that came up and it was about um, someone touching me inappropriately. Although, I mean, I was molested as a child multiple times, so this wasn't um, as extreme as that. But it was someone I loved and respected and also that had the money aspect in that. Um, I felt like this person was bribing me with ice cream because I felt like uh, my my repressed memory that came up gave me the feeling that this person was, you know, like had the internal demon inside of them and they were fighting it. And so they bought me an ice cream or gave me money to buy an ice cream off the ice cream truck. And so, yeah, of course I would have money problems if that is one of my earliest memories. Um I probably was, I'm guessing like five or six and that happened. So yeah, but the truth of the matter is I got really stuck in story. (laughs) We can't get stuck in story. It's, it's, um, really holds you to a certain spot. It like anchors you down to wherever that feeling is, that experience was, and that is what overwhelms you and who you become. I cannot be anchored in a story like that. That's for sure. Now, I've been married for 24 years in January, and uh, my husband and I, when we started out, um, we both worked full-time, and I got pregnant, and 
And as we agreed upon, you know, I would raise the kids and he would work um, kind of traditional roles. And we both we both agreed upon that very much. Um, and so that's what we did. And so meanwhile, um, when we first got married, he managed the money. But um, as you know, we started having children and he started working more, he got more stressed and I started managing the money. And to be really honest, um, I think I've mentioned before that the from the time that I had my son, my first son, son who's 22, to the time my daughter was like four or five, I had postpartum depression. And it was really bad. And I know that a part of it was um, like behavioral and physiology, the way I moved my body, the habits that I was in. But also there was, I'm sure in the beginning, a chemical imbalance or nutritional imbalance um, that I was also facing. So during that time, I was not great at managing money. And I think that's probably like a 15 year span, if I'm thinking correctly, um, and so for 15 years, I was bad at money. We were always going from paycheck to paycheck. We never had enough. Um, and that that was how we lived, you know, like always worrying about a bill being turned off, even though you make enough money to do it, but you're paying everything late. And so I had a lot of stuff come up about money. But before I had that stuff come up about money, um, I had done a lot of healing around money even before I got married. And I was constantly working on it. But that does remind me of uh, this. I got a, when I was 18, they gave me, oh, what was that catalog? It was so cool. Um, Spiegel. I got a Spiegel credit card. And I ordered all this like fancy. I mean, it was so pretty. All the clothes and the boots and everything. And then I was like, what? I have to pay this? I don't know if I ever paid the bill. It went into collections for sure. Um and that was, you know, how I started out at 18, but I really did a lot of work. So by the time I got married, I was pretty reasonable with money. It was just that during the depression, it got worse. You know, my money habits, my ability to think, the cloudy mind, um, the the um, triggers with money. You know, even if I had done healing around money, it wasn't completed. And also things would come back up again. And I, I wasn't um, in the frame of mind where I could, you know, be in my body for the experience. So I didn't. And it got postponed and postponed. But then when Hannah was four or five, I started, I, I remember having a conversation with my mom and saying, I feel like, you know, my the cloud is lifted, like I could think. And I feel like things are getting better. But I get this panic feeling like, what if it goes away again? And so, um, I remember like in stages, it would like get better and better. And as it got better, I started working on things and money is one of those things I worked on. Um, I did not know about somatic healing, so I didn't do anything. Um, in fact, um, the somatic healing, the being present in your body, the connection between your, your mind and your body, that's all relatively new for me. Um, but other types of healing around that. And dealing with, um, I guess, thought as far as like your subconscious and your conscious mind and um, working through old stories and writing down the memories, all of that I have done before. So this new repressed memory just was a super trigger for me and it put me in my story. So I was like, well, I'm going to master money in 30 days. Well, guess what? I have really mastered money and I shared all my bills and my debt and stuff because I was in that story 
And I don't regret sharing any of that information if you've heard it or anything. It's not that. It's just that right now what I realize is that um, we've always had a large gap between what we pay out versus what Justin makes. And so um, with our little beater car dying and getting a new car, not only did we get a new payment, but we got new car insurance that got raised a lot and um, some of our other expenses went up. And so um, it's not because I started spending more. I don't have a habit of spending. In fact, once every three months, me and Hannah will go to Goodwill and spend a couple hundred dollars each. We have a really nice one um, where we live. And, you know, usually we walk out of there with like $150, $160. And um, a couple times a year, we'll go shopping and get her some new things as well. Um, so that's to me, not a big shopping habit. You know, we don't get excessive and we don't, um, buy all the things, all the clothes, all the, all the housewares and all the bath and body. I don't go to pampered chef parties and I don't, um, spend a lot of money on that type of stuff. So my spending habit is not out of control. What is out of control is the fact that basically now, we have six full-size people living in this house with a lot more expense. And it's just not, um, it kind of snuck up on us. And so it's just not something that I planned for as well as I should have. Now, I don't have the savings down. I've never been good at savings. And that is one of the next steps for me, um, as well as learning how to tithe better. Justin tithes for us, but I also want to make that a habit that I do, um, in addition to his or alongside his tithing that we do. So that's an example of something that, um, you know, I do need to work on. I do need to grow in, but also, um, I want to say that <laughs> I really did buy into that story and it's amazing to look back and see how that repressed memory that came out for me really threw a wrench in the gears. It really, um, turn my, I want to say my mental, mental status upside down. It made me feel weak and it, it just really tethered me to my story. So all of that is gone. All those memories about, um, you know, Barry Tesler's program, trying to get me to remember first memories with money and my mom and bank of America and a thousand dollars worth of overdraft fees and all of that stuff is stuff that I've already worked on and I'm not tied into that story. It is interesting to me though. Now this is kind of like a little side tangent. So give me a little leeway here. But um, recently I started listening to someone about reprogram your, reprogramming your limbic system, which is the system in your body that is like the fight or flight. And it makes you I hope I'm getting this right. Um, obviously not a scientist <laughs> or a doctor, but um, it's trained to always keep on watch and beware. And so um, I've been listening to this couple and they're, they're really smart about it, honestly. And so they, one of the things that they talk about is um, a lot of the, the physical symptoms that you can get from emotional problems not being dealt with, not being processed, that kind of stuff. Um, and so things that they talk about are very similar to complex post-traumatic stress disorder. 
Um, if you remember when a while back we talked about um, adverse childhood experience is in the ACEs and the connection between having a lot of ACEs in your life and then having um, health problems all the way from heart attacks and strokes and higher um, chances of cancer and autoimmune disorders, um, food allergies, all of these of these health problems that we can have. And so this couple talks about how we can retrain our limbic system. And I thought it was interesting, but it, because it reminded me the same thing. So say, for instance, you're looking at yourself and you're like, I'm allergic to, um, like today I was, I was eating, what was I eating? Um, cornbread. And I kind of started feeling indigestion, which I don't get very often. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I have an allergy to corn, you know? So the idea is that if we process the things that we go through in life on on a daily basis, if we process our emotions, if we stop pushing stuff away and kind of deal with it, um, that you can retrain your limbic system. So that's like I tell myself often I'm safe and I touch my, my chest and I, you know, squeeze my arms and I tell myself I'm safe. And a lot of times I'll even talk to myself about the thing that I'm safe about. Um, and it has calmed me. Now I'm not explaining this very well, but what I can say is that, um, basically your body has the ability to live just like everybody else who doesn't have all these problems that you may have, or I may have, but because we're not dealing with a lot of the stuff that we're going through, because we're looking for specific problems and always on guard, it puts our limbic system in the fight or flight. And so we're always um, in that position where we're just on guard all the time and it exhausts our body. And then our body can't fight normal things that it would fight like mold or allergies, allergens, I guess, um, things like that. So it was really interesting to me. Now. It's like you're focusing on, you You start like, okay, so I'm having this problem and I got to focus like, man, I had allergies so bad and I was like sinus infection after sinus infection. And so I use their system to process these emotions, to learn how to retrain my limbic system. And I'm down to half, I was at that, at the time taking multiple types of allergy medicines and sinus medicines a day. And I'm down to half of a Zyrtec. And I'm feeling really good about it. I have to still do that. It was at first like a really strong battle, but then um, it got better. But now um, I occasionally have to remind myself that I'm safe. I occasionally have to um, talk myself through things and feel things in my body and do all of that. But it's not how it was when I first started. It was like very intense when I first started. Um, but when we start looking for problems, we find more problems. And I think that's kind of what I was, how I was trying to tie it into the money. So Barry Tesler was having me reassociate with all the problems. Now, for someone who hasn't done any healing around money, that probably would have really worked because it's the same process I had to go through early on when I was learning about money. Um, so my husband and I both together went through, um, Dave Ramsey's program, 
And we even met with community members and did that. Um, we did the cash system. We also went through Susie Armand early, early, early on in our marriage um, and read her books and talked about her things. And um, we also got Robert Kiyosaki's um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the cash flow quadrants and all the things. So we have actively as a couple and individually been working on our money. So I think that going backwards to Barry Tesler was probably not the best move I could make. And it caused me to look at all of the traumas again, which I had mostly processed, honestly, except for the repressed memory. Um, and so it had caused me to go back to that. And I think that was my error. And um, just because I was in a really rough place. Now, to be honest, all of September... And all of October were very trying for me. And that's the same time I started this podcast. And so it's been like, a, you guys have seen me at my worst, not maybe at my best, which is okay. I mean, you got to see all of the parts of me to really not only understand who I am, but to get when I'm talking, um, what I'm meaning and how I'm sharing and that I'm a genuine person. I'm here for the same challenges that you are. And I face the same things. So I have figured out the money. Um, I have, I sat down with it and clear minded is day. And I just went step by step through it and looking at it. And so, yeah, I'm calm again. And I just feel really strong and just, I feel very grounded and who knows what tomorrow looks like, right? Because I could wake up tomorrow and feel the opposite way, but I hope I don't. Um, learning how to step forward and not step backwards. I think that's super important. And I'm learning how not to look at problems, but instead look forward to solutions. Now, that being said, I did honestly do all of the work. I've listed all of the things on paper over the last 24 years. My husband and I had many conversations. We've taken many courses put out money for things that we could do to learn how to manage money better. I think we both know how to manage money better. And my husband is really good at saving. Um, he's just not good at saving long term, but he's good at saving money for, you know, rainy days and stuff. But then when something comes up, he'll want to use it. And so we need to get better at that, like the long-term saving and savings. And we also need to get more income coming in. And that's the bottom line with our finances. Um, I am not sure if the next podcast episode will, um, talk about more money or talk about the first 10 days. But what I can tell you is for the next 15 days, today's day one, um, actually day 15 really. Um, and for the next 15 days until the 30th, I will have a new podcast podcast episode coming out each day. And because I'm doing one a day, I will not be editing these. And so you're going to hear all of my ands and ums and breath sounds. So please forgive me for that. But um, it's going to hopefully be really good for me um, as a podcaster, learning how to do this and um, also coming up with information that I want to talk about and sharing that with you, sharing different stories, um, learning lessons that I've, that I've had and just really moving forward. <laughs> and I think, uh, hopefully this will help the podcast get out to more people because, um, the national 
post, no, the National Podcast Post Month group, the official group, um, has a mega RSS feed where all the people who are participating can put their RSS feed. And so the other podcast that I've been doing has been getting the listens. But now um, this podcast, people will start um, listening to this one instead. And so hopefully it will help it grow. And, you know, the the life of a podcast is dependent upon listeners. And so that's why it's super important to build that momentum and build the listenership. And also because my whole goal is to help other people. So if you're listening, um, I also want to mention, um, I guess I'm sponsoring this podcast by me for me. Um, also looking for some individuals who'd be interested in, um, working with me and building their podcast. So many people that I know are looking to build a podcast, but are stuck. And I would really love to help you get unstuck and move forward with publishing a podcast. You can check out my website, which will be in the link in the links in the show notes. The link will be in the show notes and that would be at clearconceptswithceleste.com. And you can take a look there and see what I'm up to and what I offer. Um, and see if you want to work with me just message me and let me know. And I'd be happy to talk to you about your podcast and what it looks like and what you'd like to do. Well, as always, I super appreciate you guys coming back and listening to this. It means the world to me. It has been so much growth for me, so much connection for me, and just like really has made my heart grow so much in love for all of the people that I'm connected with. So I appreciate all of you. And if you get time to stop in and leave a review on Apple or a five-star rating on Spotify, I would really appreciate that. And so for the rest of you guys, um, just enjoy listening to the podcast and share it with your friends. Well, that's it for tonight. Um, I'll see you back here again tomorrow. Check by and see when the podcast is up, probably in the evening. And have a beautiful rest of your night. Good night.